please uh, stay safe, stay revolutionary, um, stay together. And uh, yeah, folks, I just uh, I think that a lot of us are in a really bad spot right now for many different reasons. And the only way that that's going to get better is if we begin coming together and fighting for things to get better for each other um, while working for those means um, together and organized. So, yeah. Um, until next time, folks. We'll see ya. Bye. How you doing, folks? Welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the show that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement and hopefully one day a true proletarian revolution. And as we get closer to that day, uh, my heart yearns for it. But until we truly get there, I'm your host, and thanks for stopping by. Today I want to talk about um, a few different things, but I want to start off the episode by giving a little bit of time to the uh, ongoing debate and discussion surrounding the vaccine mandate and the way in which our uh, ruling class uh, that is of the United States but also of the world, how our ruling classes are going about handling this pandemic. So first and foremost, I am 100% pro-vaccine mandate. I think that the only reason why anyone shouldn't get a vaccine is because of pre-existing medical conditions and or religious uh, exemptions. Uh, I'm not too strong on the last point. I just don't feel it's my place to tell someone who uh, has a certain religious background that they need to do something. However, I personally do not believe that religious exemption uh, wins out over the actual physical well-being of a population. I don't really care. Um, Other than that, the real discussion uh, surrounding the vaccine mandate is more or less to do with the individuals who are to this point either refusing to get a vaccine or somehow or another I think that's really the only way to go but I don't think you are neutral and and, and like opposing this vaccine you're either vehemently against a uh the vaccine or you've already got it most likely um or you're trying to get it Now, the issue with this way of discussing this problem is it brings it to an individual level. It brings it to a moralistic analysis where one of us, usually someone who feels that they have the moral high ground, uh, decides to go on a tirade about why the other individual is selfish and idiotic and harmful. Now, the reason why this is a difficult argument is because the other side believes the exact same thing. So, who's right? Now, you and I might be able to look at each other and say, who's right? But ultimately, we have to recognize that we have a world's ideology and perspective to to change. 
And in order to do that, we actually have to put in work to change those perspectives, which means we have to have dialogue, we have to have discussions. But we do not have to go to the marketplace of ideas in order to battle it out debate bro style. We need to plainly and clearly explain our line, our analysis, and leave it at that. Other than that, we can only use that analysis in situations where people are able to be discussed with in a way that might actually influence their opinions. And that is when we might get on the, uh, the more harp train or the more uh, kind of argument uh, uh, style of conveying something. When there's an actual chance that this individual for whatever reason, might change their mind. That's that's not some scientific formula. I think you and I can do real well when we're having a conversation with someone on understanding whether or not that person is going to be willing to change their opinions. So in those situations where they are, try to change their opinions. But we cannot be attacking this problem of, what did they call it, the war of the unvaccinated we can't be discussing this in such a framework we can't be going about trying to solve this problem by attacking individual working class people uh who do not get the vaccine because guess what you're going to be spending a lot of time again just arguing with people who don't really give a shit about what you had to say Quite plainly, the only way to attack any one of the issues that we are facing, again, is not only just simply on a class base, but also by properly directing the fight against who our enemy is. Our enemy are not the individual unvaccinated people who refuse to get the vaccine for whatever reason. Now, can we have a problem with these people? Sure. Can we argue with these people? If you want. Will it achieve what we are looking for? Probably not. But again, our goal is not to fight them because they are not going to be fought. They will just not listen. They will not do as we say, and they will just fight us back. Our fight is against those who have convinced them that this vaccine is dangerous, that the virus is nothing to be worried about, that scientists and virologists and all these other individuals who are experts on these topics are in fact paid for representatives of certain individual interests and usually uh, when you're talking uh, far right or right wing conspiracies against the virus or the vaccine they want to call you a, a, a Chinese informant they want to call you a communist, they want to call you all kinds of things for advocating for the vaccine, for trying to convey scientific or uh, uh, expert information. My grandma loves to say, well, well, you know, you never know who this information is coming from. Really, grandma? Because on this study, it has the seal of the World Health Organization, as well as the signature of all 12 scientists who participated in the study. So I actually think quite clearly we can figure out where the information came from. But the equating, and this is where the issue seems to take kind of form, is 
the equation of the opinions, quote-unquote, of these experts and these scientists is made to seem as if it is equally as informed or as valuable as any other old opinion revolving the vaccine. Our goal is to fight the ideology and the ruling class which exerts its power and continues to convince working people that, in fact, this virus is nothing to be worried about, that if they don't want to get the vaccine, that's fine, Um, that, you know, we ought to attack and abuse those who aren't getting the vaccine because they're selfish and evil assholes who deserve to be punished. Even in the cases where that might be true. Again, our goal is not to be fucking vigilantes and to go beat up assholes. We can do that, I guess, but it's not our goal. Um, It shouldn't be, at least. So to go after individual assholes like that, again, does not achieve our goal. So the objective that those of us on the left need to pursue is first and foremost combating the false information surrounding both the virus and the vaccine. There are many ways you can do this and there are many resources that can help you. So if you would like either of those, if you would like information on either of those things, please reach out. The second part of the objective must be to actually fight for uh, organizations which will work uh, on getting vaccines to those who have yet to be vaccinated getting food and uh, resources to those who contract COVID and are safe enough to stay home, um, and beginning to build actual structures which will combat the issues that the ruling class, again, has no interest in combating. This is why they sent us back to work. This is why they told us we can take our masks off. It's because, in fact, they don't care about our well-being. They care about their economy. So that's all I really have to say on the vaccine mandate. I'm pro-vaccine mandate, and I think the left need to, needs to stop acting like a bunch of Twitter warriors who's going to post about someone who didn't get the vaccine so they can get a bunch of retweets and go actually talk to people who haven't gotten the vaccine who are willing to listen. I mean, you look like children. Um... But yeah, the real, that that was just a little tangent. I saw a little back and forth going on Twitter, so I wanted to comment on that because I think it's important uh, that that be said. Um, But the main, you know, meat of this episode that I wanted to discuss is somewhat uh, connected, but a little bit more broad. Um, I wrote a blog this morning that was quite inspired by two different uh, writings which were suggested to me from my homie in Brazil, Um, and that is a protest of social democrats, Uh, I think that's what it's called, by, uh, well, technically it was an anonymous posting in a newsletter, but we now know that it was written by uh, Lenin among 16 or 17 other exilees um, anonymously in order to advocate for a, what was called at the time, social democrat line, uh, or what we would call a Marxist today. Um, 
The second is the drafts and explanations of the program for the Social Democratic Party. Um, Both of these papers go into great detail to explain kind of the base of what a Marxist or communist organization A, must look like, B, must be working towards, and C, must be capitalizing on opportunities and using the tools in its toolkit to raise the consciousness of the working class movements. So you can go ahead and check out that blog if you'd like. It's called What is the Goal of the, What Should Be the Goal of the Communists in the United States? Um, you can find that at forliberation.wixsite W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash website. And uh, none of that is caps or spaces, so you should be good to go. Uh, You can read that on there for kind of a uh, general outline of what it is that I feel we as Marxists and communists in the United States need to begin doing. Um, But we're going to discuss a few specific points in that uh, real quick on this episode to be able to kind of get our minds... Uh, continuously molded into the shape that they need to be in order to achieve our aims as communists. So, first and foremost, we have to recognize that the goal of communists, the goal of Marxists, is not an individual goal. It is not one that will be achieved through individual means, right? So, as much as you and I want to dedicate ourselves uh, to educating and expanding our own minds, Um, it is also important to use the information and knowledge that we acquire in a practical means in order to achieve goals. So first and foremost, why I say this is because many of us, again, myself included, do this thing where we think we just can't join organizations because they're not revolutionary enough. And I think there's two sides to that coin. I think you ought to investigate any organization that you plan on joining to first and foremost make sure that you align with its principles and its core foundation. Um, But secondly, also, make sure that you understand and know the history of that organization, especially in its local chapters what achievements it's worked towards, what aims it has failed to accomplish, how it structures itself, uh, what uh, forms of struggle it participates in, who it participates in those struggles with, uh, and, you know, kind of just getting a, a general understanding of whether or not this organization is worth joining. However, it is important that we don't try to moralize it again and say, well, this party isn't good enough. Because if you look at the protest program and also the drafts and explanations for the program of the Social Democrat Party that Lenin was writing in 1895 and 1896, that looks wholeheartedly different to what Lenin was writing, say, 
1917. But this is not because Lenin was vacillating in his ideas. This was not because Lenin couldn't get it narrowed down on what people actually had to do. This wasn't because Lenin didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. This is because we have to look at the material conditions we live in. We have to analyze the time period we live in. What struggles are available to the working class? Which ones are unachievable given the consciousness and the level of understanding as well as the level of organization of the working class? Uh, In 1895 and 1896, Lenin was fighting a monarchist, absolutist government where people had absolutely no political rights. There was no form of uh, social um, uh, progress. You were strata. You were stuck in your social strata, right? You were a peasant. You were a farmer. You were a uh, middle class shopkeeper, or you were a member of the nobility somehow or another. These were very uh, static and very rigid social strata. But in 1917, Lenin is not fighting the Tsar. Lenin is fighting the bourgeois, Menshevik, social revolutionary, cadet, um, Tsaika, and all these other groups which have formed a now bourgeois, um, I don't want to call it democracy. I guess it would be a bourgeois uh, constitutional republic? I don't know. I don't know my government styles as well as I once did, I guess. But anyways, what I'm trying to say here is the goal of the communist is not to hop right in, pick up a gun, and go, all right, guys, let's have a fucking revolution. The goal of a communist is not to walk into a political party and go, okay, well, you're getting this wrong, you're getting this wrong, you're doing this wrong, I'm going to need you to change this. I think you need to leave because you're a jackass. I think I need to lead the party because you guys need a vanguard and you don't have a vanguard. Da, 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 da. This is not the way that a communist is to navigate political struggle or organization. As is pointed out directly in the uh, pamphlets written by Lenin and is expanded upon by folks like Mao, the goal of a revolutionary organization or the goal of communists and Marxists generally needs to be the alignment with as well as the organized guidance of the natural progressions and developments within the working class movement and struggles. Now this does not mean that we ought to tail the working class. This does not mean that we just simply react to spontaneous eruptions of working class struggle. But it is in fact to mean that we must align ourselves with the already existing struggles and organizations which are fighting for true revolutionary ends, meaning which are fighting for the end to the system as it exists, at least at least, and this does not mean that we ought to be reformist, but we must at least advocate for reforms when they can achieve true political 
progression and uh, uh, freedom for the working class movements. But we need not stop here because this is the issue. The issue of reformism is when your main goal is reforms. When reforms happen and you dust your hands off and you go, okay, guys, it was nice knowing you. Have a great day. No, the goal of the communist, the goal of the Marxist, especially in a country which, like the United States, is incredibly unorganized, needs to be, first and foremost, the organization of the working class. Now, this took many different forms in Russia. It took many different forms in Cuba. It took many different forms in China, in Nicaragua, in Burkina Faso, in Nepal, in Yemen. It took many different forms in Afghanistan and in India. But the goal, nonetheless, first and foremost, is to get the working class movement organized on a line which understands that their goals align at least towards their own emancipation. From there, we might differ on what it is we want to pursue as an emancipated people, but our goal at the moment is the emancipation of the working class. Secondly, the goal of the communist and the Marxist is to raise the consciousness of the working class. Now, this can also be done in a few different ways. First and foremost, it can and should be done by organizing alongside with working class movements and doing so in order to guide them towards more and more revolutionary aims. It should be open debate within parties and within social uh, kind of organizations in order to posit certain ideas and certain theories in the minds of those who might not already know them. It can also happen through the actual practical struggle within the streets of the working class. So, for example, when we go out and we demand an end to police violence, and then the police commit violence against the people protesting police violence, this here should be capitalized on as an opportunity to show that it will not be through reforms. It will not be through demonstrations and protests that the police become a uh, no longer specially owned violent arm of the state apparatus. It is only through practical struggle that, uh, and, and again, now protests and demonstrations are a part of that practical struggle, but it is only done through a multiplicity of forms uh, which all hold at their center the same essence of, again, eradicating the special existence of this armed body of the state and eradicating its political and social power. We need to recognize that boots-on-the-ground struggle does not just mean protesting. There's many different ways to boots-on-the-ground struggle. But most importantly, our struggle comes within organizations. We need to organize. We need to get ourselves large enough, forceful enough, to actually do boots-on-the-ground struggle. 
Because other than that, if we simply uh, limit ourselves to posting on social media, we simply limit ourselves to having discussions with people who don't already call themselves communist Marxist, um, communist or Marxist, I should say. We shouldn't just limit ourselves to uh, open platform discussions, but we need to get ourselves into organizations which are aligned on a goal towards fighting for revolutionary aims. So I'm kind of talking in circles here, but I want to say that the goal of the U.S. communist needs to be recentered on a political line because many of us who call ourselves Marxists, many of us who call ourselves communists are getting very distracted by many different forms of ideological, uh, social, and specifically economic struggles. We are searching for our emancipation through legislative equality. We are searching through our emancipation in higher wages and pensions and paid time off. We are searching for our emancipation through fighting the ideological hegemony that the ruling class ideology holds um, by creating content spaces specifically for leftist ideas, by arguing on Facebook and other forms of social media. But we must understand that the only way that we achieve ideological hegemony is when we achieve political hegemony. And that political hegemony comes through the organization of and the uh, consciousness rising of the working class. So I would like to finish by saying this. We on what we call broadly the left in the United States are failing miserably. We have so many opportunities in front of us. We have so many blatant contradictions between rich and poor, between black and white, between ruling class and working class people. We have so many blatant contradictions between the laws and legislation which have been passed in this country and the material reality for the majority of working class people. We have so many different things to point out, to use as opportunities for propagandizing, for agitation, and especially for organization. But we're too caught up in the clouds. So many of us are still, whether we want to say we have fought it or not, completely caught up in idealism and romanticization of the struggle. We don't need to be Lenin. We don't need to be Mao. We don't need to be Gonzalo. We don't need to be Hoxha. We don't need to be Tito. We don't need to be Fidel. We don't need to be Che. We don't need to be any of these people. We need to be us. We need to be the working class of what is currently called the United States. We need to be the organized, working, and oppressed people of North America. And by doing so, we need to, of course, also become the vanguard of the unorganized working class 
which serves as an outlet to unify, educate, and organize the broad class of working and oppressed people under the same banner, under the same slogan, under the same line for class emancipation. We don't need to have a perfect revolutionary party that looks exactly what, like what Lenin had post-revolution or what Mao formed during the Great People's Cultural Revolution. We need to have political parties which can fight the powers that exist today and represent, represent a force that can be used as a threat against those ruling class powers. What we need to be as the left in the United States is the left of the United States. We need to be, again, propagandizing. We need to be agitating. We need to be fighting for a plethora of liberation and emancipatory means. We have to be fighting for decolonization. We have to be fighting for a decriminalization of drugs. We have to be fighting for all different forms of struggles. We have to be fighting for LGBTQ plus liberation. We have to be fighting for black liberation. We have to be fighting for Chicano revolution and liberation. We have to be fighting for all of these things. And we need not be fighting them ourselves. We need not be leading the struggle. And we shouldn't be trying to lead the struggle. We should be trying to align with those who are struggling for their own means who are struggling for their own emancipation and using their fight, using their struggles as a means to, one, achieve their emancipation, but two, connect their emancipation to the emancipation of the broad working class. By doing so, we can achieve the aims which the communists and Marxists of the world should be working towards. And that is, again, the liberation of the working class from a capitalist bourgeois society. The elimination of the oppression of the working class by the ruling class through the means of the eradication of the ruling class and its replacement by a revolutionary organization of the proletariat of the working people in an administrative body in a revolutionary government which is able to achieve the means by which the working class needs to uh, accomplish in order to truly emancipate itself. That means land reform. That means true political freedom. That means true participation in and administration of the political, social, and economic bodies which will be used to keep the state apparatus and the society as a whole in existence until it need not be so. The goal of a revolutionary communist or a Marxist is to form what is called the dictatorship of the proletariat. This is, as was put before, the revolutionary organization of the working and oppressed people into a facilitation where they can administrate and govern themselves in a way which 
seeks to achieve the eradication of class antagonisms, which is working towards the means of ending the inequality between the rich and poor, ending the inequality between the ruling and the working classes, and this can only be done by the one and only truly revolutionary class, and that is the proletariat. That is the working and oppressed people of the world. In the United States, we need to get organized. We need to get uh, analyzing the situation we find ourselves in. We need to be doing class analysis, and we need to be building a political force which can wage a true class struggle, which can emancipate the working class by combining and unifying their struggles towards their combined and unified emancipation and liberation. If you are still listening to this, I want to say thank you very much. Um, I hope you are staying safe. Um, Times are getting very scary again with this mask mandate and vaccine mandate coming out. The Delta variant killing thousands, even those who have gotten their vaccines. Um, And this is because, unlike many conspiracy theorists say, um, not because the vaccine is useless and not because... um, the vaccine is the one that is causing these deaths, but because as a virus continues its infection rate, as it continues circulating throughout the world, it will mutate, it will genetically reform itself, and it will form into an almost entirely new virus, which now the world has to combat again. And we have done such a great job of combating COVID-19 as it stands, right? So I would like to say again, if you can, please go get your vaccine. I understand the fears. I understand everything that there is to worry about. There are resources. There are organizations. There are things that you can learn and people you can reach out to. So please do um, take whatever means necessary that you have to in order to get yourself to a place where you feel safe and feel comfortable getting this vaccine. And then please go get the vaccine. Because less than 3% of the world currently has it. And if it continues like this, this vaccine will wipe millions of people more off of the face of the earth. And we cannot allow that. Um, Secondly, I'd like to say before I go, please, please, please be reaching out to your local organizations. Be looking up what things are happening in your locality. Please go out and meet new working class people. Please go out and begin helping oppressed people. And please go out and get yourself organized. Um, Again, look into the organization's history. Look into its political line. Look into its principles and its rules of regulation. um, And see if you align with that. And if you do, join. And if you join and you are a part of it for a while and you don't feel that it's doing what uh, it needs to do, then you can either A, work towards trying to get it to do so from within the party, waging ideological struggle, which every single revolutionary organization has had to do. It never, ever, 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 ever will be exactly what you need it to be just because it is an organization which exists in a time where working and oppressed people are suffering so much. Most organizations need 
individual and internal ideological struggle. They need debates. They need conversations with one another on a comradely fashion, which is intended to guide the party to much more revolutionary means. Um, And if this doesn't work, then, you know, try joining another party because we need to be joining parties. We need to be joining organizations. We need to be getting organized. We need to be uniting our struggles, not uh, atomizing and dividing ourselves more and more and more on individual identity struggles, but connecting all of these struggles for identity identity and for uh, uh, political and social freedom. We need to be uniting these struggles under a class basis. Uh, thank you for listening so much please follow me on my social media please reach out to me on there by dming me or by emailing me at indefenseofliberation at gmail.com no caps no spaces in there um you can also find my website uh forliberation.wixsite.com forward slash website 